Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming out this morning and joining us here. You know, like Steve said, this is our first big meeting in two years. In fact, two years ago, almost to the day, we had a federal forum here in Washington, D.C., and we had a great audience like this. And then the very next week, we pivoted and made what we thought was the very bold decision to send our employees to go and work from home for two weeks. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, everybody's gonna be home for two weeks. How are we gonna finish the quarter? This is gonna be a disaster. We have to find a way to get it done. And of course, two weeks turned into two years, and uh, hopefully all that's behind us now. So one thing we learned, though, is how resilient we are. We finished that quarter, we got our work done, we finished every quarter after that, we continued to deliver for our customers. The US government continued to deliver for its citizens. We found a way. When, when adversity happens like that, that's when innovation really, really takes off. And here we are two years later, we're bigger, we're stronger, we're more resilient, and we're still finding a way to get it done despite the circumstances. And one thing that we've learned for sure is the case for digital transformation is more compelling now than ever. So I actually feel like it's been a great couple of years and there are greater years ahead of us. So I am a proud veteran of the US Army. This is a, thank you. This is a very old picture of me. It was taken uh, right after Operation Desert Storm ended. And uh, I know it's an old picture because of the color and the thickness of my hair. But also, that little guy next to me is one of my nephews. And he's about six foot two now and 230 pounds. And he's got a family of his own. He is a little guy that looks like that. So a whole generation has passed. But um, I was honored to serve and uh, it's an honor to be in your presence as you're all serving our US government in your manner as well, so thank you. Um, for the past 10 years, I've led sales for ServiceNow uh, globally, across our civilian business, across our government business, and across our international business. And what's great about getting that purview is we can all learn from each other. You know, ServiceNow is a horizontal solution in a lot of ways, that goes across all industries, and all countries, and all different types of businesses. And the businesses and the parts of our, our uh, organization that push us the hardest on certain things, like for example, the US federal government pushes us really hard on security. It makes us a better company. All of our customers benefit when we learn how to deliver on those requirements. So we've actually uh, learned a lot, and we've improved as a company. Now, in January, I took on a new role as senior advisor to the CEO, and one of my missions in that role is the executive sponsor of our US federal business. So I'm personally involved in making sure that we continue to invest and we do everything that we possibly can to make you as successful as possible. So I'll take you back a little bit to, to our beginnings, our humble beginnings. 10 years ago, ServiceNow was a $100 million company. Today, we're about a $6 billion company. 
So in those 10 years with that amount of growth, it's been rather chaotic, rather frantic. Uh, when you step back and look at it, it looks like a masterpiece. Day to day, it felt like hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's very challenging to grow that fast with everything that's, coming, uh, that's coming at you. But one of the big reasons for our success, I believe, is that we made a conscious decision 10 years ago to invest in our US federal business. And that's not an easy thing to do when you're a small company with limited resources. Because it's expensive, it's complex, and it's difficult. But we had conviction, and we knew that the US federal government agencies and departments would benefit from the ServiceNow platform the way our commercial customers were. The large banks were already using ServiceNow. They were already automating workflows. They were already improving the way work got done, improving productivity, improving experiences. So, you know, when you want to do business with the government, there's a lot more things than just having the right product uh, and the right team to sell it. There's more support that's needed. So we made those investments. And I'll take you through just a little, a little bit of that journey. Uh, right off the bat, we made the investment for FISMA Moderate. Uh, at the time, that was daunting. I recall there was something like 298 controls that we needed to build into our practice, demonstrate, and get certified. And that was uh, our top priority at the time, and we got it done on an interim basis in 2012. In 2013, we moved to the full FISMA moderate. And then, of course, as time went on, the government raised the bar. And, you know, the cloud-first strategy of the government was a key direction that was given, but the government wasn't gonna put information in the cloud if the cloud wasn't secure. So FedRAMP moderate, uh, we got our certification there in 2016. FedRAMP high, which took it to another whole level. And by the way, these weren't just little incremental uh, challenges to be solved. They were quantum leaps in the amount of security and operational rigor and protection that we had to put into our cloud to be able to deliver. And then on to DOD IL-4, MedCoy, and then it's such great timing for us that we got our provisional AO for uh, IL-5, like Steve said. So we're really thrilled. A press release is gonna cross the wire next week, and that'll help us put even more information, automate more systems, and help you even more in a more secure fashion. So it's been a great journey. And today, you know, we're much more than just IT service management. So the way ServiceNow got its start was as a platform company. And the very first vision that Fred Luddy had when he brought the company to market was to build a platform that allowed ordinary people to build apps and put them into production. So the very first version of ServiceNow was just that, a platform. But we learned really early on, if you don't have an identity, it's hard to get any traction. And some of the early conversations went like this. Well, what does it do? What would you like it to do? It could do anything, right? And that's kind of a circular conversation that doesn't lead to much revenue or business growth. So the very first application that was put on the platform was IT service management. And I think it was a very fortunate move because service management is how people interact with each other whether it's one employee interacting with IT, asking for something at some type of service, something's broken that they need fixed, they need to order something, they need some knowledge on something, 
That's an interaction that can be automated and measured. And then you take that concept of service management, it implies across organizations and it helps automate work. It gets rid of uh, unstructured workflow and it puts in automated structured workflow. So people know where their requests are. They have service level agreements. It can be tracked and it can be measured. So it was very fortuitous for us to start with IT service management, but it led us to a whole lot of other areas. So today, the way we position the platform is we talk about technology workflows. So yes, the core is IT service management, but it extends across the whole IT landscape. All things IT. Some people even refer to ServiceNow as the ERP for IT. It's that platform that helps get work done, helps automate, and helps run the whole operation. And because IT is the underpinning of the entire organization now, that naturally extends us across all enterprises. So we got more specific about the packaging and about the functionality of the solution, and we created customer workflows. So this is the ability to take the ServiceNow platform and use it to service your customers, not just your employees. And it was a natural place for us to go next. In fact, what gave us the confidence that it was the right decision was that we used the ServiceNow platform to service our customers, and we knew it was a great fit for that. I mean, think about it, our name's ServiceNow. Doing customer service is kind of a natural for us. Uh, and that is now a very big part of our focus, whether it's helping government departments service citizens or commercial accounts service customers, it's all the same concept. Our employee workflows. This is a big, big part of our business where we're helping companies take care of their employees, whether it's the very first thing an employee does with a company, which is onboarding. That is a really great case for workflow, automated workflow. If you think about it, it's one of the most cross-functional things that happens. An employee signs on, they have some paperwork that they need to get done, they need a badge, they need a workspace, they need a computer, they need security access, all these things, they need to be put in the payroll system. Cross-functional, difficult, time-consuming, you do it in the Now platform and employees come on board on day one, they have everything there at their desk ready to go. Productivity kicks up. It's also about employees needing help as they go through their day. Employee portals, the equivalent of 311 type systems in the, in the environment. Um, and also safe workplace applications, which became very popular during the pandemic. How do we get our employees back into the building when they're ready to come back in? How do we track their vaccine status? How do we know that the conference room has been cleaned and is available? None of these things were really on anybody's radar over the past couple of years, but they became a reality really fast. And we were able to build them into the platform and get them to market quickly. And then of course, our creator workflows. This is the part of our platform where our customers build their own applications. They're not scoped applications coming from us, they build their own applications to solve workflow issues that come up in their particular businesses. And I have some examples of those. Steve, could I just grab a water real quick? Thank you, sir. Okay, so we're driving digital transformation across the federal government. 
and the, and the federal government works with ServiceNow. Here's some examples. The U.S. Army housing app. Uh, at, at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, they started a pilot. Uh, and I think we can all relate to this. It's called the U.S. Army Maintenance Application, ARMA. And this is where military families request maintenance and repairs on their housing via their mobile device. So before this app was put into place, if you were a military family living in military housing and you needed whatever, your sink fixed, tile falling out of your bathroom, a leaky roof, all the day-to-day -day things that happen in our lives, the system was completely manual. They were making phone calls, they were filling out paper forms, the level of support was not very good, they were very frustrated, there was a lot of complaints. And by the way, that's the last thing in the world we need to be doing to our military families who especially have a service member deployed. So it was a big problem, ServiceNow was deployed, we put this into place, and in 2021, over 200,000 maintenance requests were submitted in this automated fashion, including 18,000 photos that showed what was wrong. So think of that. You take a picture of what's broken, you hit the submit button, the workflow gets kicked off, and the maintenance department starts working on your problem. I don't know about you, but I'd love to have that for my house. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good way to get things done. But what's most important is our, family, our military families are now getting the type of service that they deserve. This is a great example of a ServiceNow workflow. The State Department, with over 275 locations internationally and 50 domestic uh, locations, 110,000 core workers use ServiceNow's low-code creator workflows. The State Department has deployed 10 mission-critical applications in just a matter of weeks at the beginning of the pandemic. Again, these were applications that nobody was planning for because nobody saw the pandemic coming. But they were able to put these mission-critical apps into production in a matter of weeks in total and on average one week per application. Some of these applications that were built uh, were global decision support capabilities to help make decisions on everything from repatriation flights for U.S. citizens coming back home to the status and readiness of medical staff to support citizens. This is a great example of how you can act fast by having the Now platform in place and put these, these uh, applications into, into production quickly. Fish and Wildlife e-permits. So the Fish and Wildlife Service uh, uses ServiceNow customer workflows to launch e-permits to enable the public to engage in certain regulated wildlife-related activities. FWS issues permits under several domestic and international laws and treaties that protect species that are threatened by overexploitation and other factors. Each year, the service issues approximately 65,000 permits. So get this, prior to the e-permit uh, application getting automated with ServiceNow, applicants had to apply for permits through the mail, pay with a paper check, and fill out a paper form. That resulted in delays, and now they may you know, avoid all that through the digital process. So I personally can relate to this. I do some boating in the summer in New Hampshire, and that's how I get my boating registration. I wait for something to show up in the mail sometime in the winter, and then I sign it, I write a paper check, I mail it back to New Hampshire, and then I hope my decals show up 
before Memorial Day weekend. Thankfully, they always have, but it's not a very good feeling wondering if it's going to happen or not. And think of the, you know, the inefficiencies on the other side of that operation. So by automating this, it's a better customer experience, and it's better for the agency because now work is automated. All the efficiencies go right along with it. And then the fourth use case that I'm going to cover is immigration. ServiceNow partners with the federal government to enforce immigration and customs laws, advancing the mission of protecting America and our national security and the public safety threats. DHS uses ServiceNow for both cyber and physical threats with integrated risk management. That's one of our core applications. They also use ServiceNow to manage investigations and track disciplinary actions. HHS uses ServiceNow to ensure the health and welfare of family units as they interact across multiple government components throughout the immigration process. ServiceNow allows caseworkers to take timely and appropriate action to ensure the health, safety, processing, and proper care of those in need. So, as you can see, it's well beyond IT service management. There's so many areas of opportunity for us to improve things for our citizens and improve things for our government employees who are getting that work done. The U.S. federal government works with ServiceNow. Okay, and then I'm gonna wrap with a little tie-in to the President's Management Agenda, the PMA. So this gets published, um, uh, like always, but I think it's remarkable how much alignment there is with what we do. So number one from the PMA, strengthening and empowering the federal workforce. This is helping employees get work done on behalf of the citizens. We talk about the future of work at ServiceNow. I talked a little bit about the dynamic of the pandemic. Federal employees working from home wasn't a planned thing. ServiceNow puts you in place to be able to do your work wherever you are. Whether you're coming back to the office or you're gonna to continue to work from home or a hybrid of both, we are, that's part of our core with our employee workflows. Number two, delivering excellent and equitable federal services and improved customer experience. So you saw that we have a customer workflow. That's one of our four tenants. I think it's fascinating to see the government use this type of language, customer experience, right? So this is the government's uh, stated and documented desire to provide great customer service, the way people are starting to get from commercial accounts. And we're uniquely positioned with our experience across the largest corporations in the world to help share some of those best practices across our government agencies as well. You know, companies with huge scale, I think a Walmart, um, Disney, and in particular Disney Plus, when that got rolled out a couple of years ago, the ServiceNow platform is the entire customer experience uh, option for that. So if anybody's ever having trouble with Disney Plus, they go into the customer success area, that's the whole ServiceNow pl um, platform managing that, that operation. And other large companies of scale uh, like that, we take those experiences and we share them with our government agencies. And then third, managing the business of government to build back better. Our citizens deserve excellent government services. And when we talk about excellence, we're talking about technology excellence, operational excellence, and excellence in innovation. So really great alignment. 
we're the right platform at the right time for what the, the government needs to get done. So, I'd like to thank everybody so much for joining us. We look forward to having a great session today. And Steve, I welcome you back to the stage. Thank you. <laughs>